Hey, listeners. We are sad to announce that John Pavlich has decided he needs to take a break from podcasting and will no longer be able to join us each week for episodes of Vidgetcast. All of us here wish him well, and hopefully we may still hear from him from time to time. Thank you so much for being instrumental in getting the revival of Vidgetcast rolling, John. You will be missed. You're listening to Idgitcast, Season 8, Episode 1, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Dean returns from Purgatory to find that Sam has begun a new life and left hunting and a desperate Kevin Tran behind. you heard at the top is our new expert, Bianca. Welcome. Hello. Hey. And we're also joined by our other expert, Annie. Hello. Yvette is unable to join us because of uh, professional obligations tonight, but I am one of your newbies, Paul Mackey, and I'm here in my living room in Duluth, Minnesota with my lovely wife, Darcy. Well, hello. Bianca, welcome. Hi, everyone. Really honored to be here as a new expert we're glad you could help <laughs> and I know, us out. <laughs> yeah yeah I, i've mentioned before um that i'm kind of relatively newish to the supernatural fandom so i can't go in as much depth with like behind the scenes trivia and things um but i have watched many of the episodes multiple times as you do um so i do have perspective on that but you know i I will be the first one to say that I haven't been in it, the fandom for 10 years. Um, I still love watching it because who doesn't love a show about monsters with some hot brothers killing stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to be here and bring my perspective to the table. Yay. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, our summary this week is written by Yvette who isn't with us. Thanks Yvette. Thank you Yvette though. Thank you Yvette. I got a couple of things to say before that, though. Uh, first of all, this season, uh, you know, staff changes between season seven and season eight must be a thing. Must be. Well, I've got, I've got that Sarah Gamble was possibly a Leviathan because as soon as they defeated Dick, she was gone from the show, <laughs> and she was replaced by co-showrunners Jeremy Carver and Robert Singer. Now, Robert Singer was not previously officially a showrunner; he was just an exact producer, I think, or yeah. producer. But uh, he also directs a lot of episodes. But uh, he's officially a co-showrunner with Jeremy Carver, who is, I guess, a writer under Kripke. Hmm. Uh, he, the, the, what I read, he, the last thing that he wrote on Supernatural before assuming the showrunner position was an episode in season five. So, Wow. So those are the new showrunners and possibly a new direction. That happens sometimes when you have those showrunner shifts. Yeah. We Need to Talk About Kevin was a novel that was later adapted to film about a school massacre. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a horrible week for that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Uh, uh, although it was apparently not a gun massacre, it was a crossbow massacre, because, hey, why not? Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, we better we better start working on our crossbow laws, then. Well, they're not huh? legal in this city, in this state. 
Um, no, they are. Well, they're not. They they weren't legal back in the back when I was in high school, and I was interested <laughs> in buying one. They're legal when I was selling them at Gander Mountain. Oh, apparently they're legal now then. Yeah. They weren't in the uh, late '80s, early oh, '90s. Interesting. I mean, the there's a lot of I mean, there's rules and stipulations about being able to use them, and you can't buy one unless you're 21. Yeah, you probably can't. You probably can't. <laughs> you can't buy a crossbow until you're 21 here. You probably so you can't know. pull one until you're 21 too. I, those are. This has got a, a draw. Well, they're a little better than they used to Do be. Do they have a crank draw or? Um. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. I don't. You can't buy a crossbow until you're 21, but you can buy an AR-15. Hey, dude, I don't make the laws. I just. That's crazy. Don't <laughs> did, did you sell firearms when you were there? Did yourself you make a sale? I never made a sale, but I had to take them out of people's hands and put a. We you know because they that we had this I had to learn to put the safety on and then I would zip tie it the and then walk lock, it yeah. to the back and then um, somebody else would would clear the firearm and I would stand behind them as they did it and read the directions to them as to how to do it properly each time. Ah. So empty this, empty that, and hopefully there's no shell, hopefully there's no shell. Yes. Yeah. And we would do that in the gun, yeah. gun proof room. Were there any? Uh, we never had a never shell. Never had a shell. In there, no. Okay, good. Whew. But yeah. You didn't know that about my job, did but, you? But uh, <laughs> giant, giant room with, with thousands of dollars in it. And... It, was, it was scary, and I thought to myself, you know, we were sitting there, you know, we would have, and then we would have to like count the guns at night yeah. to make sure they're all still there. You think about that uh, that mind control episode with the doctor in it. Yeah. 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 It was terrible. Mm. I'm glad that I didn't keep that job very long. All right. I don't know if I want to ask these questions ahead of time. Well, I did want to point out that I, I I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems like the needle drops were a little bit more. There were there were some some classic rock needle drops that I think were missing from recent seasons. Is that true, or is that just my There impression? was a song at the beginning of this one. Netflix told me in the subtitles what it was. And then there's another needle man? Uh, st- I think it was Sticks, Man of the Woods. Yeah. Man in the Wilderness? Man in the wilderness. Oh, think... okay, Man in the Wilderness, yeah. And then there's a second one of some kind hmm. that was in there somewhere. I can't recall, and I'm but, pretty good at classic rock. But, I mean, they, they've always had the like the uh, the music for the the road so far and and all of that. And yeah. The finale of the season always has the Kansas, but mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it seemed like there was more in the middle of the episode than there had been. But I've got yeah, I've got questions. It almost almost be better if Yvette could answer these, but uh, I'll ask uh, Darcy these, I guess, because okay, it's just us, us two newbies. How long till the flashback of what Dean saw when he saw enough to know that Cass didn't make it? Because there's got to be a flashback. Ooh. <laughs> I would guess that it, it, it's going to be in two episodes. In two episodes? Mm-hmm. And then how long until Cass obviously did make it and gets makes an appearance? But it'd probably be that episode, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> I think I think we'll I think Dean will either tell the story or or flash back to the story without telling it earlier, and then he won't show up for a well, quite a while. They're having lots of flashbacks, so yeah, there are already a bunch of flashbacks. Yeah, but we don't really know how he got Benny in his arm and all that. So well, I'm sure we'll get to that. But I have other questions about Purgatory, but we're not there yet. All right. Well, we can uh, we can address like, these who's things. Who's the barber in Purgatory? Because damn. He's talented. <laughs> well, maybe your, maybe your hair doesn't grow in purgatory. 
How do you, Bianca, welcome to biting your tongue every week while they speculate. It's really hard to keep an eye sometimes. Yep. I I was just feeling that. Do they have a so. barber in purgatory? That'd be awesome. All right, go ahead. <laughs> that guy's really good, dude. No kidding. <laughs> I did like the other guy that showed up and he had a ponytail. I was like, oh, I'm feeling this. Yeah. So. Speaking of barbers they really could have used that sam like really could have used that guy mm. his hair in this episode. was he using sun that. in what was that it was like that cover. is all over my notes i'm so glad <laughs> i'm so mad at me. that's not here to like jump in and also oh, say things about this that was the worst hair ever wasn't so it, was, it? So it was lighter real tough transition phase it was, it was seriously <laughs> sam's hippie jesus hair it was lighter it was definitely lighter and then it was a bad cut the bad shank yeah. cut. The well, first was shot with him is, yeah, it's very, like, feathered uh-huh. when he first appears at the beginning of the episode, and then over the course of the hour, it kind of relaxes a little bit, but... I, I um, can say this, Amelia yeah. chick didn't have any, any particular requirements for him. <laughs> nah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. really get much about her. There wasn't much about her. I mean, obviously she was... She yeah. was in the cold, or in the first act right after the cold open where she yeah. was in the bed and the dog was in the bed and I don't know what Yvette's confused about. I think that dog's still in the bed with a girl. Oh, did, are you saying the girl kept the dog and you just like left them? Yeah. And I don't know why. That's uh, well, let me let me read the cold open and then I'll get to that. I was just going to say let's right, start from ahead, the top. The scene opens in Maine and apparently Dean is no longer in purgatory, which is where we left him at the end of season 7. Yeah, there's a big flash in the woods. Flash in the woods, and then they see his silhouette on the on the tent. And they look like some kind like of wendigo or something. Woods. <laughs> like it's like the it's in twilight yeah. sort of. Yeah, yeah. Was like, the main the main one hundred mile wood or something like that? Something like that. I, I don't know. It, it was also kind of like Stranger Things. You know how it was like kind of dark day day for night sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Grayscale. Yeah. Uh, Dean. Goes to Louisiana. He, she doesn't mention that here, but I noticed that. He goes to Louisiana to dig up someone's bones and proceeds to drip some glowing red stuff in his arm all over the bones. A mystery dude looms behind him. And whoa, he's a vamp. Then Dean and the vamp hug it out. So yeah, this Yay, is... it's is Benny. This? Finally. Finally, it's Benny. Were you guys confused when this happened? I was like, what? Like, I actually went back and I thought that I had missed an episode because it kind of <laughs> jumped in partway through the action. Yeah, he just... And goes, I was like, am I supposed to know what the hell is happening? He goes directly but, to Louisiana and digs someone up and drips his red goo in a red non-blood But, he, you know, the whole time he's, like, acting like his rotator cuff is sore. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't doesn't help to have a vamp in your arm for that long. I suppose. How do you even get a vamp in your arm? I, I hopefully they will describe something, <laughs> some level of detail. Yeah. So, event goes to back in Montana, but before that, we do get the scene where where Sam is is leaving Amelia and the dog. Yeah. In bed. In bed. And he doesn't take the dog with him. But here's what I'm wondering: Did he have a premonition to go to Rufus's cabin? If he has been done with hunting for a year, why does he suddenly go all the way to Montana? To Rufus's cabin. Because the dog farted. <laughs> That's an interesting... I was a little bit question mark on this also, because it's, like, clearly they know to meet each other there. But if but Sam, Sam has been unreachable yeah. on all of those phones... And Sam's surprised then... to see him there. I mean, they actually have a little tussle. 
Well, it's I think not- they had the tussle because Dean wanted to make sure that, you know, he wants to set up a meeting, yeah. but it could easily be like someone in disguise saying they're Sam. Well, so could, he wants to make sure. Yeah, I couldn't tell if, if Dean had contacted him and said, meet me at the cabin, or if it had just he'd just gone to the cabin. It seemed like he had just randomly gone to the cabin. That's what I thought, too, but I don't know. I think off screen there was there was a phone call. Like he probably tried a bunch of different phone numbers until he finally got a hold of Sam. So hmm. yeah. Sam wasn't surprised to see him when he got there, but he was surprised to get jumped and you know thrown water all over <laughs> that whole little and tested. Yeah, yeah. But Dean is just so on edge from being in purgatory. He wants to like make sure everything is square. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Back in Montana, Dean's waiting at the cabin. He accosts Sam with a series of simple tests to make sure he isn't a demon or a leviathan. We learn that Dean spent a year in purgatory and Sam is no longer a hunter. So, Which, yeah. Sam's no longer a hunter. <laughs> this is another, uh, another year time jump. Um, when, uh, another. It's just a thing they do. Yeah, when, Sa- Sam, when Sam dropped into the hellhole. Uh, it was a year. It was a year and... Dean didn't be a, was not a hunter during that time, so uh, pot kettle anybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. anybody? Has Lisa did, been here? Did anybody else catch a, a very subtle reaction where, I mean, obviously Sam's really glad to see his brother back and you know surprised pleasantly and happily that he's alive. Um, but maybe also a little flash of disappointment, like like that maybe um, Dean's back and he's being sucked back in. Yeah, because Dean's back and he was free for a while. I like, think what it is is he's so like he knows what reaction Dean is going to have when he says like I'm no longer hunting. Yeah, you know, as as many times as they've been over it and over it and over it, like. He knows how defensive his brother is about the hunting lifestyle and how dedicated to family and brotherhood he is. So he knows he's going to have to fess up that no longer, like, not only is he not a hunter anymore, but he also didn't look for Dean Yeah, when he was gone. Not and like disappointment that Dean is back, but, you know. Exactly. He's anticipating the reaction. Dean and all, these, all the baggage that he brings, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pre-cringe. And I hope, I mean, I know that they're they're like, okay, let's spend a let's do a year time jump and turn the page. But I hope we get at least one last like lingering Leviathan story. Cuz I mean, they they're like, "Oh, well, we took out Dick. Now we don't have to worry about them anymore even though there were hundreds of thousands of them all over the place." And I don't yeah. know. I know that really really what the show wants to do is say, "Don't worry about those anymore. We're going on to new things." <laughs> well, you never know. Sometimes things from past seasons do come back. I know. And you're like, whoa! Yeah, how so. long did it take to get the gin back? They had the gin back in the uh, oh, that's right. beginning of last season. And it was the, from the end of first season. Yeah. I liked the it's gin. nice when that when that happens, because it really does make you feel like it is a, its own universe, you know? And it's not just, like, these little pockets of big bad number one, big bad number two... Yeah, the show's and, the show's definitely serialized and doesn't have a doesn't have a reset button every episode, but it does feel like on a couple of seasons it's had a reset button. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Dean's attitude towards year, Sam's year off, uh, he's pretty pissed about it, and he underscores his point by playing a series of increasingly desperate messages from Kevin Tran. Yeah. 
Like, when's that from? <laughs> when's that from? It's like, yikes. He was ignoring it. And finally, eat me. Yeah. Yeah. He was drunk. Yeah. 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 But Sam manages to internet track Kevin to Central Michigan. Which is hysterical. I was like, since when do they know how to hack? He's picked up this some is like a very Charlie skills, just uh, just osmosis from Charlie, or maybe mm-hmm. I... yeah, I don't know. Frank taught him a couple of things. I was just gonna say Eggman might have given him some tips. <laughs> Doctor Robotnik, what? <laughs> uh, no, I remember I when he got the I'm code joking. phrase. I am Eggman. I'm joking. <laughs> Robotnik, that's a deep cut. Yeah. The Winchesters arrive in Michigan and check into the Palm Motel. While Dean shops for potato chips, he has a flashback to Purgatory. Flashback time! We're going to have a bunch of these flash ta- flashbacks for a while, I assume. I imagine they're going to carry yeah. on for a few episodes. They're going to make us wait to find out what happened to Cass, and how did he get the vampire into his arm, and... Yeah, all the good bits. All the good bits are still coming. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll see How most How he got that awesome haircut. Where he got that axe, that obsidian axe. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Yeah. It turns out that in Purgatory, Dean met the vamp from earlier, who offers Dean a way to get out of Purgatory in exchange for... Question marks. Question marks. Yeah. Well, it's in exchange for hitching yeah. a ride, as most of That's it, I think. That's what I got, yeah. yeah. So he's going to get it. But there's still some connection between them, obviously, because Benny decided to call him, and if he was just like, oh, I'm just going to go suck a bunch of people now, he wouldn't have to call Dean. But do, don't vampires' bones turn to dust when they die? In this universe? I don't know. But it's the spirits in Purgatory mostly, except for uh, Dean got sucked in their whole body. But but why are... I didn't... Oh, because there are bones that... He, no, I don't think they turn to dust in this in this universe. I think that's just a Whedon thing. <sighs> Yeah, because remember how um, the I almost called him the master. <laughs> not the, the alpha not the master. Yes, no, thank he's you. my master, sweetie, mine. <laughs> I like him a and lot. The, you know what's funny is he looks just like my uncle. Oh boy! Oh my! <laughs> like, oh my! He, you know, my uncle doesn't have Don't tell hair me teeth, these but. <laughs> You know, he's still, like, a bald black guy that kind of looks mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. He mentions, like, you know, all of us creepy, demony things, where do we go when it's over? We go to purgatory. So yeah. he doesn't necessarily say that they're going to dissolve once they get to purgatory. Well, I think, I, I think Darcy means that when, he, when Dean digs up the vampire's bones and drips his essence all over him, that there were bones there. But we've, we've seen vampires die and not get dusted. The one that got shot by the, by the cult way back in season one didn't didn't dust a party just died just died yeah okay oh yeah okay when dean got bitten and was like a vampire briefly and was in their lair and like slaughtered all those vampires there were just bodies all over the floor yeah yeah no so they they keep their their body i think i think joss is mainly the one who does the dusty rot right yeah that was an expensive effect i hear too yeah So maybe if that's question is like he offers Dean a way to get out, but he expects Dean to do something else for him in return. Seems, on know, top I mean, like, of there seems the... to be more of a connection. I mean, uh, uh, unless they 
unless they spent most of that year in purgatory together fighting with each other, and that's why they have this sort of bro thing where he's contact- contacting him. But otherwise, otherwise, Benny is calling Dean because there's something left to do besides get him out. I thought they were done. I thought the deal was done. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So why call him? I don't know. Maybe other than, because other than like I said, if they, they fought. They fought side by side for a year. You're going to be friends after that, right? Come on, buddy. Benny, Benny's eaten at least three people by the time he's called Dean, right? At least. <laughs> I don't know if he's turned anybody, but he's definitely eaten them at least. He's hungry. Yeah. And there's still all these stone creatures around from the. <laughs> no, you can't. That's right. You can't eat the. Uh, you can't eat stoned humans. Nope. No. Nope. I'm. I'm. I won't say anything about obviously where you know, Benny's. You know what's been going on between the two of them, but stop and consider: Would Dean just let a vampire uh, just go like that without? Yeah, but Benny called Dean. Really, really good reason. But Benny called Dean. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering why. Yeah, I'm wondering what the connection, the continued connection is. Mm. Dean's mm-hmm. the kind of guy I think that might have made a deal to get out of purgatory, and then if he thought that you know the the deal was going to be a threat to people would totally renege on it and uh, and attempt to kill Benny as soon as he brought him back. Yeah. No, they definitely haven't had a detente going for that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And there's something deeper going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> Secretive enough that he's not going to tell his brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the call's the wrong number. Yeah. Hmm. Until it isn't. And Yeah. Back in Michigan, Sam reveals that he had a dog. He's <laughs> such a beauty puppy. And Dean freaks out because he heard, smelled dog and baby right away. <laughs> yeah, no dogs in the car. Oh, yeah. sorry, was that a quote? Ah. I don't know. I, didn't, I don't think I tracked any. Oh, I did track a few quotes, but okay. I love Sam's like, like total panic response to to hitting a dog with a car. Like this, this is a guy who's been killing since he was like twelve years old, and he's just obviously so tired of it. And yeah, so it's I don't know. I think part of it is just he's tired of killing, and part of it is this dog didn't do anything except get in the way. Oh, oh, yeah, what if the dog's a demon. A demon. <laughs> Devil dog. Devil dog. Like well, like well, like those dogs that hellhound. Like those dogs, that, like those dogs that were not dogs that were. In that last season. Yeah. Yeah. Dog, not dogs. Yeah. Demogorgon dog. No. <laughs> That's too far. No, it's not. Sam and Dean go to visit Kevin's girlfriend, who claims not to have seen him in a year. And boom, it turns out she's a demon. She's got thought of Fox at this part. She's got the she's got the she... rotary dial blood bowl. Yep. Yep. I thought about Fox and how she made a cake to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> But we have a flashback to Sam's dog, a cute stray Australian shepherd that he hit and then brought into the vet's office. And we don't quite, quite get to the connection right away, but it's the, the, the vet is his girlfriend. I, I caught that. You caught right that at some yeah. right away? Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure where. where I, I know that they made it more clear somewhere later on. Yeah, I don't know. Act three the boys go to Iowa, where Kevin is living in an old church. You can get anything. There you go. 
it's like that. <laughs> I was just thinking I should have done an Ira Glass there for Act Three. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> Kevin sprays them down with liquids to make sure they aren't demons or Leviathans. Flashback to Kevin at Crowley's warehouse. Kevin starts prophesizing and makes his concoction to open the gates of hell, but secretly. The tablet also contains a spell to close the gates of hell forever. Season arc alert. <laughs> Season arc alert. And also, see, the spell he's concocting is the, uh, is the kill the demons in the radius spell. Hope that dog's not nearby. Really, Crowley, you, you, give, him a, you give him a tablet that's all about demons... And you don't expect him to find the stuff about how to kill him? Well, you know. Well, he doesn't know. He yeah, he doesn't it. know what's on there. He, he doesn't know it. this. Like, Got that in there. You know, if I gave you uh, uh, a book in Gaelic, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah. That you couldn't read it anyway. Never mind, it's a bad example. All right, yeah, but anyways. Back at the church, we get some more flashbacks to Sam's dog, and then some very Canadian-sounding demons bust in. I didn't notice that, but not surprising. I didn't either. It's not shocking. Take off, eh? <laughs> yeah. Go get your toque. I'm burping, sorry. Yeah. Mm. What was that? Yeah. Where am I? I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah. Dean, Dean, Dean Wheels yeah, is yeah. Dean Wheels is his obsidian blade. Crowley shows up with the girlfriend demon. You want to talk about the obsidian blade? You, you want to talk about the obsidian oh, blade? I do! Okay. What is this thing? Is That's this... like a big old axe that he fashioned so out of... So is it like from Mayans or what? Is it from what? Mayans? I don't know. Are there Mayans? From Mayans? think there's Mayans in the purgatory? <laughs> Mayans. Well, the thing is, Mayans find that like obsidian is, is a really you know, powerful yeah. substance. But maybe... Dean just made it because he needed to have a weapon to kill things with. Maybe he knew that about mind culture. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That would be real impressive if Dean knew about mind culture. <laughs> we study all sorts of odd bits here and there. He might have picked something up. Yeah, every now and then he will surprise you. <laughs> Oops. Hmm. Kevin tricks Crowley into thinking he's going to go with him, but in, instead dumps holy water, question mark, in a bucket, a la Carrie, onto Crowley and the demon girlfriend. Sam, Dean, and Kevin drive off as Crowley kills the girlfriend. We uh, find out that Dean is still in touch with the vamp with the dumbass accent. <laughs> A.K.A. Benny. Event yeah. <laughs> being bad with names. <laughs> Louisiana native does not like the Louisiana accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he obviously doesn't want Sam to know because he's all on the DL with the phone call. Main issue raised, where's the dog now? And like I said, I think he's still in bed with Amelia. Or yeah. demon dog. Or a demon dog. Okay. And that's the end of the episode. Hooray! Hooray. That is the episode. The Winchesters have reunited... Only to create more secrets between themselves. <laughs> it don't. <laughs> like that. Only to instantly embroil in uh, yeah. turgid, turgid conflict. Well, I'm exactly. I'm just gonna say Dean wins for yeah. getting out of purgatory. For I don't think there's a. I agree. With a good haircut. 
I mean, Sam. I agree too. Sam's getting yeah. sucked back into the life that he didn't want to have, and Dean popped out of her purgatory and came back to real life. Good hair, bad hair. It's all about that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I agree that Dean wins, too, even though I had some bones to pick with him this episode. I felt like he was a little bit on 10 about things, I think <laughs> which he, I suppose he'd yeah. be forgiven for. you got to be on you 10 know, be, in purgatory. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he did finally make it out of this place, but... You know, he's really upset because Sam made a life for himself and you didn't look for me, even though we've said that we weren't going to look for one another. And you wouldn't believe me if I told you what happened, even though Sam was literally possessed. (laughs) Like, I'm sure he can imagine all sorts of, you know, terrible things. The worst. The Dean comes back with his knickers all in a twist being a little dramatic for me in this episode but yeah his haircut was really fantastic it was beautiful i'm telling you it doesn't grow in purgatory i don't know man because i don't think he went out looking that good Mm. so do we want to work some quotes (laughs) i i never have quotes all right i do have a quote or two just in case but yeah I have I have one too. I have a few. I'll let you guys go first. Paul, you want to go first? Sure. Channing says, "Kevin, what's going on?" And Kevin says, "There's a demon in you, and you're going to your safety school." <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what I had. <laughs> Which was obviously the part that affected her the worst. The safety school. Yeah. Demon, I don't know, but what? <laughs> yeah. The one. The only other one I had was. Uh, even a dental apocalypse like you know there's a way out. When <laughs> Dean is talking about uh, leaving purgatory. I just like the phrase dental apocalypse in relation to vamp teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eat me. <laughs> the rules are simple, uh, uh, Sam. You don't take a joint from a guy named Don and there's no dogs in the car. <laughs> yeah. I also like, um, and this is really like fangirly and cheesy, but I also like Dean's line about, uh, that's smart, good for you. Of course, we always ignored that because of our deep abiding love for each other, but not this time, right, Sammy? And I like that just because he actually says, sort of in a roundabout way, we love each other. They don't say that word. Like, they're not not allowed to say that word to each other. They don't. So we do every, get some they nice, do say like, <laughs> slow blinks as they hug each other. You know, you get to see Sam blink a couple times. You see Dean blink a couple times. <laughs> they, Such emotive like, blinking. Yeah, the, the gruff, like, man clap on the back thing. But, yeah, that's a good point, Annie. The only other quote I had was, so you're looking for a soul train. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. I was like, Dean. (laughs) That was it. All right. Well, we do have one piece of feedback from Nutty. Yay. Who says, I remember this is a better episode than it was on the rewatch. Sam just giving up feels, well, on the one hand, I'm with Dean. It's frustrating and wrong. But on the other hand, it's very Sam. He let Kevin get taken, let Kevin down. It's not cool. Benny is interesting. 
Yeah, we didn't even really talk about that Thanks, moral Nutty. conundrum. <laughs> Thank you, Nutty, for bringing that up. Yeah. Of, you know, Sam just, just kind of being like, whatever, bye. And forgetting that Dean says, you know, Kevin was our responsibility. And, you know, leaving Dean alone is one thing, but leaving like a totally separate, dependent young person. And, and also not yeah. to mention just, I mean, it's leaving Dean alone and and totally ignoring any signs that might be in any paper articles that he reads or anything like that. Just, you know, not hunting. And then, but beyond all that, Kevin, who is specifically someone that uh, was in jeopardy recently for, or was in jeopardy because of them or with them. More with them than because of them, but anyway. And by the time they actually do reach him, he's he's like doing pretty well considering <laughs> yeah. you know like he is living in an abandoned building but he looks pretty good you know for someone who has to sort of live on the DL like that you know he's not in tattered clothing <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I don't think I'd look that good if I'd been bathing in a bucket <laughs> he looks like functional and he doesn't look like he's insane or anything you know he's he's peaked already or i guess you know he's been at rock bottom already i should sure, say sure. He's able to come back up by the time the winchesters find him again because even like three days out at the cabin we never looked that good did we no no <laughs> um and then so, so the the demons the all about demons tablet is somewhere safe uh-huh. that only kevin knows only uh, yeah. He buried it somewhere, right? I assume so. So, anyways. How many more tablets are out there? Who knows? It's the All About Leviathan's tablet, the All About Demon's tablet. Who knows? I don't suppose God needs to have a tablet about All About Angels. He probably already knows that one by heart. Yeah. He yeah, needs to write it down. And it's interesting that as a prophet, Kevin reads things, whereas as a prophet, uh, Chuck wrote things. Yeah. Anyway, it's probably a, it's probably a flexible title. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe Kevin's writing a bunch of stuff. We just haven't seen it yet. Maybe. <laughs> well, I will let you know that my eyebrows are all over the place right now. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are asking good questions and turning yeah. over some... Some they are good. sharp. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. they ask, they ask, or they'll say something, and I'm like, "Oh my god, how am I supposed to keep quiet about that?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't reach the mute button in time, but I think I did a good job of staying very neutrally silent. Good <laughs> job. During all of your predictive theorizing, so. Well, do we want to rate this? Sure. Do you want me to kick it off? Go for it. Okay. Uh, I like Kevin now that we're seeing more of him. I, I, I think uh, I, he was kind of a neutral character for me at the end of last season. He was interesting, but, you know, kind of like, okay, well, that's that's this character that they've got to work through for an episode or two. But now that he's now that he seems to be a more major character, I like him. I'm liking him. I suspect he's sticking around for a while, uh, judging at least from episode titles, where I think there's another Kevin episode that says Kevin in the title. And the next episode sounds like it might be about his mom. Hmm. So... Um, I'm also intrigued by Benny. I'm wondering whether the boundaries that Dean has... Uh, yeah, wondering what, what the boundaries that Dean has with him and whether Benny's going to ultimately stay inside those those boundaries or not. 
as part of the initial arc of the season, it's an interesting episode, but judged on its own, it doesn't really seem like a complete story very much, really. It's kind of a, it's a good kickoff, but it doesn't stand alone very well. Uh, so I'm giving it uh, 6 out of 10 peanut butters in Amelia's chocolate. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm intrigued. I think it's uh, definitely building up to, to something better. It seemed, I mean, it, it kicked off better than some of the past. It, it felt so. like it had a better vibe in general. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't hold together as a story, but the vibe that I'm getting sounds, feels pretty good. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I was all right with it. Uh, I'm going to give it um, 7 out of 10 cake bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I will agree with a lot of what you both have said. Um, this was a nice, enticing opener. Like, uh, you know, it wasn't perfect on its own um, because you definitely get the sense that many things are being set up. Um, th- there's probably like foreshadowing that you can like sense is happening, but you don't know where. Um, and it makes me want to watch the next episode, which sometimes supernatural episodes leave you feeling like, ugh, I need a break from the show for a <laughs> while. But after this one, you know, you really want to find out what's next. You know, when is Cass going to come back? Who's Benny? Where's the tablet? What does this mean? So I would say for all of those nice tantalizing little morsels of plot and storyline, um, I will give this an 8 out of 10 bags of Doritos. Mm, Doritos. It was proper Doritos in that machine, too. They definitely had a yeah. late product placement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, okay, cool rant. <laughs> oh, and I, want, I wanted to say about my rating, too. I, I, I wrote it specifically just like the episode, because I went back and checked. I was like, did he really say that? Did he really say that, did you get your peanut butter in her chocolate? Because I think he screwed up the line. Oh. Because, you know, it's, you, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter, you got my, your peanut butter on my chocolate. That's right. Two great tastes that taste great together, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes. Very, very well done. Thank I'm you. I'm sure that they have brainwashed you <laughs> sufficiently. I was born in 1973. That helps. Yes. I don't think many people necessarily noticed. I, I caught it. I mean, yeah, well, I caught the reference, but yeah, it was did you like, guys? Did you guys know about that? You young chicks. No. no. Who are you calling young? <laughs> I don't know. You seem young to me. I think you guys got like two, three years on me, tops. Oh, okay, that's not. <laughs> yeah, it was in the Saturday morning I mean, cartoons. I, there were those commercials, and it was always like two people meet in a haunted house, and one of them, for some reason, is opening a jar of peanut butter, and the other one has a chocolate bar, and collision. Yeah. The collision results, and you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter on my chocolate, and yeah, I remember those commercials. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but you well, don't get your peanut butter I in don't, someone's chocolate. Sadly, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm pretty much with you guys. I. Uh, it's it's a fine episode, but it sort of doesn't. You know, it, it leaves you with more with a whole bunch of questions, which is a really good thing for a season, you know, premiere. Um, it was enjoyable. The pacing was okay, um, and it just it it's mostly set up, but it's it's set up that leaves you you know kind of salivating for okay, what's next? I, I need these answers. So um, I will give it a. Seven and a half out of ten early retirements from retirement. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, does someone want to tell us what our feedback is or what our feedback, what our homework is for next week? 
Oh, I have it. Okay. Uh, Next week's homework is um, Season 8, Cluster A, Episodes 2 and 3, What's Up, Tiger Mommy, and Heartache. Oh, could we have some werewolves again? Heartache? Perhaps. Yeah? What's Up, Tiger Mommy, as I said, uh, when we thought it was going to be an Episode 1-2 cluster last week, uh, I I, I said that I think it's going to be Kevin's mom. Yeah. So Kevin's mom and I'll, 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 I'll guess werewolves. What makes you think werewolves from heartache? Because the werewolf steals the heart, eats the heart. Oh, That's okay. why the werewolf episode earlier on was called Heart. Yep. Because <laughs> werewolf only eats the heart. Right. I had an association with werewolves too for some reason, but uh, I don't. I don't actually remember what that episode's about <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> I mean, even though I've seen this episode before, what if heartache is about romance? Yeah, I guess it could be. I mean, have you ever lost your your beloved pet? Well, he didn't lose his beloved pet. It's still with Amelia. Oh God, what if the dog dies? I know. Yeah, I'm not gonna deal well with that. It could. It could be about how Kevin is getting over the loss of Channing, his girlfriend. We kind of got some of that. How Dean's like, hey, you okay? And he's like, I just saw my girlfriend get her neck snapped. Like, no, I'm not okay. Um, Could be something about that. Could be about the dog. Could be, you know, maybe Dean and Benny broke up. They were, you know, (laughs) besties. And he's like, please don't call this number anymore. (laughs) There's a fanfic tag. (laughs) (laughs) I I know. (laughs) Yeah, there's got to be right? some Dean Benny fic out there already. Something. <laughs> there's a rule for that. I I will say that I will be proud to represent sort of more of the thirsty fans <laughs> of this show. Because let's face it, there are plenty of us out there. You know, there are some people who are going to get into, like, the monsters and the lore. But a huge portion of the fan base are people who really like looking at these lead characters. You know? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You notice the hair, oh, yeah. obviously, <laughs> as, as we have in this episode. <laughs> you know, you notice what they've got on, and um, why not? Why not go there? It's not like it's a secret. Yeah, it's art. They are pretty people. Hey, 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 hey Matt A., come, come back and guest. I'm, I'm the last guy here. Oh, <laughs> 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 Well, I mean... Yeah, there's there's another character this season that I am really excited for you guys to meet. All right. Because I, it's such a stylish character. <laughs> so it's um, it'll be it'll be good. All right. Start of a new season. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and let's have some more Charlie too. Okay. Okay. Oh yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Charlie is fun. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think that can wrap it up for now. We'll uh, have plenty to talk about next time. Yeah. So until then, I'll say happy hunting. Happy hunting. Happy hunting. Bye. You've been listening to Idgitcast from quadruplez.com. Join the discussion at facebook.com slash Idgitcast. We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an mp3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is idgitcastpodcast at gmail.com. 
The opening theme for Idgicast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at borrowedtrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgicast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting imthewonderband.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at jackmangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from quadruplez.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. Annie works as Global Coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed introcast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. Oh.